You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Letitia. It is a rainy, nasty weekend in Atlanta. In preparation of this winter storm, they say we're supposed to get rain and maybe some snow. And I was out for a little bit yesterday. And of course, everybody is everywhere because people panic here. I wasn't in the grocery store. I was at Costco just getting gas. And the lines were just like around the corner. And and the thing is, even a little bit of snow, a little bit of quote unquote bad weather in Atlanta and people just go to the grocery stores and just buy everything, it just incites a sense of panic in people. I don't know, maybe because I'm from Chicago, I'm like, are y'all really kidding me right now? People just panic. They say winter storm or, you know, bad weather, you know, they'll shut the city down, that kind of a thing. But I'm just like, everything just causes people to panic these days. I was out there like, let me, let me get back in this house. So let me think. Is there anything that I have to update y'all? The reason, no, let me let me backtrack. The reason why I was thinking about that is because I feel like just the news period just incites that kind of panic and fear in people and stress. I don't watch the news on a regular basis. My mom is like, I don't understand how you can live your life and not watch the news. And I'm like, well, do I seem that uninformed? Um, but I told her that my mental health is my priority. So me listening to politicians and me listening to um, the latest uh, COVID variants and the latest COVID numbers and those kinds of things, I was just like, I can't see how that's really in service to me. I'm very protective of my mental health and just listening to the news day in and day out is not one of the ways that I protect it. So I feel like You need to do what's best for yourself and for your mental health. And if vegging out on the news all day is your thing, then hey, go for it. That's just not what works for me. I would rather intentionally invest my time in absorbing things that are going to grow me, that are going to help my life, that are going to move my life forward. So I don't subject myself to things that just, um, you know, just create that sense of fear or panic and I, and I feel like the news does that. That's just me. Anyway, let's just get right into it. I I said before on another podcast that I have freed up some of my time. And in freeing up some time, I actually have time to think, like time to plan, time to make decisions, time to pivot, time to assess what's working, what's not, what, what I would like to see. I, I have time to do that. And this past week, most of my conversations have all been around investments. All They've all been around investments because what I realize is that in order to live the life that I desire, let me just speak for me, that requires releasing a sense of certainty, releasing a sense of comfort, releasing um, 
or even embracing the sense of fear, right? So I bet all of my conversations have been around investments because I understand that it's the only way to move myself forward is to take some new risks, right? So I'm over here ready to risk it all. And here's the thing about that. Um, Every conversation that I've had, they require significant financial investments or significant financial risks, right? So it's scary and exhilarating at the same time because guess what? When you make financial investments, you could lose your money, right? And so some of us, we may have money and we may hoard money because hoarding the money makes us feel safe, but the hoarding money doesn't grow it. So just like having money sitting in your account, it's never going to be more than it is right now. I mean, Maybe a little bit by the interest that your bank may give you, but not anything significantly. So if you want to see significant growth, then in many instances, you have to take significant risk. And quite honestly, I think that is why oftentimes in life, we don't see what we desire because we're not willing to take the risks. You can see where you want to be. And then the path to get there requires risk and it requires growth. And then a lot of us are like, nah, I ain't about to do it. And so by default, you make peace with where you are, right? You make peace with where you are the moment you're not willing to grow, the moment you're not really willing to take risks, the moment you're not willing to embrace uncertainty, to get to wherever it is that you say that you want to go. I see it with my clients all the time, for example. So I was mapping out with one of my clients like the path to get to where she wanted to be in her firm. And we were talking about the investments that would be required. And so her eyebrows raised, right? However, she got, um, well, a lot of my clients have um, EIDL loans from the SBA, so they're 3.75 interest rate. And so she got that loan and I said, why not use that loan money to make the investments to grow the business that, that, that you need right now instead of just holding on to the money and it's just sitting there? You're going to have to pay the money back. So even though it's at a very, very low interest rate, you're going to have to pay the money back. And you have to pay it back after a two-year period. But I'm like, what could we possibly get accomplished in this two-year time frame? You could probably recoup the money by making the investments to grow the business the way that you desire. And she she thought that I was going to tell her, you don't need the money, send it back. I'm like, no, use the money, grow the business, pay the, there's no prepayment penalty, you can pay it off early. So the mindset that comes behind that is oftentimes people say, well, I don't want to take out debt. Well, I understand that. If you, however, don't have the capital for what you're looking to do, especially as a business owner, and you don't have the means in in the very near future to create it, there is nothing wrong with using debt as a creator, right? If you're using debt as a consumer, and where you're taking business loans and you're going to get a BBL or a tummy tuck, that's a whole different thing. But if you're talking about using debt as a creator to create your next level in business or your next level in life, that's something altogether different. It actually took my coach to help me understand that it's just 
numbers. It's just ones and zeros. Like, don't get caught up in it because you can always create more money. Like, that has been a a game changer for me to start to think in that way. So uh, my point is, what might you want to see in your life or in your business that's requiring risk, that's requiring you to make new decisions? And because you're hemming and hawing and vacillating around making the decisions and around taking the risks because you want the sense of comfort, safety, and certainty, you're not making the decisions. Right? You're shooting yourself in the own foot. You're in your own in your own foot or feet. You're biting yourself in the ass with your unwillingness to make a decision. No decision is a decision. And so by default, you are saying, I am okay where I am. And then guess what? The next thing you're gonna be doing is complaining to me, if you will, about why you are where you are. Let's make that make sense, right? Let's let's just make that make sense. Not just complaining to me, complaining to whoever. Most of us are complicit in our own stagnancy, in our own lack of growth. Most of us are the reasons why we are not growing and the reasons why we are not seeing what we desire. It's so easy to place the blame externally because then it feels like we can exempt ourselves from responsibility. But I said before, when and only when you take 100% responsibility for where you are, Can you really see something enough to shift it? Yeah, so I'm ready to risk it all. I'm just like, I'm having a conversation with one of the advisors. And what he asked of me, I was like, okay. So he was saying to me, like, how much money do you actually need? You know, do you feel comfortable with for an emergency fund? And I was like, you know, I'm good with, 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 at first I said six to nine months. He was like, I think you're good with six. Um, and he was like, personally and in business. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's do it. So you have access to capital, you know, that should something happen, an emergency arise or something like that. But hoarding money is not going to get me where I need to go because the same, here's, here's the thing. I have to say, What if I make all these investments and I lose all of the money? As long as I haven't lost my mind, I can recreate the money. It's the same brilliant mind that created it in the first place, right? So as long as I don't lose my mind, then guess what? I can recreate it. And so I can trust myself with these investments and trust myself either even in the discomfort of uncertainty that better awaits. It's the only way to get to where it is that I desire to go, right? So what are you not willing to risk to get to where you desire to go? I just want you to think about that because a lot of us, I remember my guy God told me um, several years ago, and you know how somebody can tell you something once, and, and it might make rational sense, but you don't really get it. And then it might be several years later and you're like, oh, I get it. It was like those one of those kinds of things. He told me that your need for certainty is what's hindering you. It's your need for certainty. The only certainty that you will have is what I am telling you. Anything else that you are looking for to validate, to confirm, to reassure you is going to have you out of sorts because you're not going to get it. And I was just like, huh, okay. And I didn't realize it. And guess what? I kept on looking outside of myself for a framework, a blueprint, a pattern, 
um, something that I could follow, something that could reassure me. And, and I kept getting met with just disappointment and frustration because it was already on the inside of me. And so he's like, if you go with the thing that's inside of you, the thing that 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 is already there and move in that direction, you have everything that you need to be successful. There is nothing that you that you need that you don't have in this moment right now, because the only thing that you need to do is take the next step. We want the certainty that we have everything that we need 15 steps out and we haven't taken the first step. Why would you need the next 14 things when you haven't taken the first step to overwhelm yourself about what's really gonna, what's really coming down the pipe and then you don't do anything, you only and always need the next step. And so a lot of that comes with trusting your own journey, trusting God, trusting that God has a plan and that God is with you and that you co-create with God, trusting that God wants you to believe bigger to believe bigger much sooner and that, you know, God's dream for you is so much bigger than anything that you can fathom. But the other part of that comes with trusting yourself. Here's here's where a lot of it comes into play. You take the risk or you make a decision and then there's action that's required of you to get something done. And then you don't follow through. And then because you don't follow through and because you're not diligent and because you're not committed, it becomes the oh shit like this didn't work. Let's let's just really look at that. Like I had a conversation um, with one of my clients the other day, and the the as a coach, a lot of coaches or a lot of people that say that they're coaches feel like they have to have answers for people, right? I don't I don't feel the stress and the pressure. Well, sometimes have answer for people answers for people, but I, I reel myself in with that. Um, but I do have more questions than answers. I understand that I have insight and that I have wisdom. And sometimes I do have the answer and I'm not just blurting out the answer because it's a journey of discovery and people need to discover their own answers. But I was asking one of my clients, she, we were talking about, um, you know, these principles and I said, Hmm, none of this is working. I said, have you in your opinion done everything possible that you could do to move this forward and to make this work. And she said, yes. She said, if I'm not doing something, I don't know what it is. I said, hmm, okay. My my spirit didn't feel like that was quite true, but I can't tell somebody because I couldn't point to it like naturally or factually. I just said, hmm, okay. It was the next day and she messaged me and she said, you know what? I've really given this some thought. The thing that I've been most resistant to is the thing that you said. And I have been so resistant to that. There's fears, there's this, there's that. And she said, I want to move in that direction. So you see, I didn't give her an answer. I asked her a question and she she dug within herself and went within herself and came to her own answer and came to a conclusion and then an action that she wanted to take. Does that make sense? Um my point in saying that is sometimes you're your own bottleneck, as one of my favorite clients likes to say. You're the bottleneck in everything that's in your life, and it's no different. I remember God telling me, Letitia, you are the delay in all of this. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, this couldn't be God. This got to be the other guy. What you mean I'm the delay in all of this? What do you, what do you like? I'm not understanding. Okay, pipe down, girl. And so once you really get to a place of, wanting the truth and and being ready to receive the truth, 
I could see where I was the delay and the things that God told me were possible, right? And so there's this thing that people say, what's meant for me is for me. What's meant for me won't pass me by. You know, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And you know what that does a lot of times? It puts you in a passive state of mind because there are a lot of things that are meant for us, that could be meant for us, that could be within the realm of possibility for us and for our lives. And because we either don't see the possibility, because we don't take action on the opportunities to bring those things into fruition, then the thing that quote unquote was meant for us passes us by. So don't lock yourself into that realm of thinking like, oh, if it's meant for me, it's going to be. No, that it requires something. It requires your part. And I think the part that we keep missing is that we have a part to play. Like, it it comes up a lot. I was talking to my son about this, where people say, I'm waiting on the Lord, or you're, um, you're waiting on the Lord for what exactly? What if, if you have a vision and a desire, what are, what are you waiting on the Lord for to tell you that your desire is okay? Can you, with your own discernment, say that this desire is okay, that um, it's not going to hurt anybody else, it's going to bless my life, it's going to bless the lives of other people, it feels aligned with what I'm, I'm here to do in the world, um, and it, it's, it's, it's not taken away from anybody else to move in this thing. Like, can you be confident enough in your own heart and your own motives and intentions to have a desire and then move with that desire, right? Because proof of what you really desire is what you are pursuing, what you're after. If you're not pursuing it, it's a dream. It's 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 a desi- it's not a desire though. Desire and pursuit go hand in hand very intimately. So <clears throat> I was talking to my son about this, how people say, oh, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord to send me a husband or I'm waiting on the Lord to do this. That's a whole lot of responsibility that we are putting on God when we are well well within our rights, able-bodied, able-minded, living in an information age that you can figure out how to move yourself forward, move your life forward, and move to towards the thing that you say that God has promised you, right? Um Now, do I believe in the favor of God? I absolutely do. The favor of God attracts resources. You know what? I have so many resources that are attracted into my life, that are are magnetized into my life through people, through opportunities, through clients. But what do you need resources for if you're not doing anything, if you're not in motion? What what do you people always say? The favor ain't fair. Come on now, let's let's stop with the, the nonsense. What do you actually need favor for? You don't need favor to go and get a new car. You go get a Benz and people are like, oh, favor ain't fair. That don't take God for you to go do that. That just takes credit in making a decision to get it, right? Favor for me, when I look at God's favor, I look at, okay, I know the hand of God that did this because this is beyond my own capability to do this. This was just something that flowed into my life with such grace and such ease that I know that this was the hand of God, but I was also in motion towards this, right? And it met me where I was. We're sitting back praying for favor to do not a damn thing differently. Like, I just don't understand. Back to what I was telling my son, like people say that they're waiting on the Lord. Do y'all know how much, I'm telling you, I feel like all, all things start with mindset. I am so serious. 
Do y'all know how many times I have had conversations with people and people say, I I prayed about this, right? I prayed about this thing or this person or this relationship or this business or whatever. And so you asked and it was given. And then the opportunity, the person or whatever presents itself to you. And then it's like, uh, let me go, let me go, let me go pray about this. I'm sorry, you prayed about it, it materialized, and now you're going to pray about the answer prayer? Make that like make that make sense. And then people say, uh, because you know it's the devil that's sending this to you. Do you not have discernment? Do you do you not have any discernment at this big age to say, nope, something about this just doesn't feel right, it just doesn't sit right. But we're so afraid to be blessed. We're so afraid that God could really answer a prayer. We're so afraid to really live in the thing that we desire that, you know, it's kind of like that's too good to be true. Something happening for you very quickly or something happening to you that is really what it is that you said that you desire. And now you've been so, so hurt and so wounded that now you're projecting your unhealed stuff onto your blessing and you're side-eyeing it like it's too good to be true. Come on now. Everybody is not out to get you. Everything is just not too good to be true. I don't understand. Like, this is the part that I don't understand. If you are praying consistently and asking and you're praying fervently and diligently, do you actually expect the answered prayer that you've been praying for? Like, do you actually expect the thing that you've been praying for? Because a lot of us, it it pops up and it's like, oh man, this prayer was really answered. Why are you praying? Like, I'm not, I just really don't understand it. I'm not spending all this time in prayer, praying, making declarations. You know, the Bible says or decrees, you can decree a thing and it's established, right? The Bible speaks about being kings and priests. Do you know kings make a decree and those decrees, my attorneys say irrevocable, irrevocable, however that word goes. But once you make a decree, I can decree a thing and it's established. Life and death is in the power of my tongue so I can speak these things and they come into fruition. Whether you believe in the Bible or just the words or the universe, like speaking and then you're speaking things and they are like the 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 energy, the creative energy of your words. Do we believe that or not? Like, I'm not understanding what it is that we're believing. If you don't believe, like, what, what is it all for? And then if you're going to believe, believe big, believe bigger. My desires are so much bigger than my ability to bring them into fruition alone, right? My desires are so much bigger, but I'm not going to bring my desires down to what I feel like I'm capable of accomplishing. That's where favor comes in. That's where um, opportunities come in and resources and other people. But I'm just going to believe bigger. I've always been that way. I've always been that way, but there were um, some times where because of conditioning, because of conditioning in my family, because of scarcity in my family, that belief was um, not really welcome. And so what I found myself starting to do was to conform to the scarcity mentality of my family, to the lack mentality of my family, and started to conform to an image that really wasn't me. Well, guess what? She's back. Fuck that. I'm going to believe bigger I can have what it is that I say. I can have what it is that I desire. I don't have to know how. All I know is the next step. 
All I need to do is move towards it. You ever go to the store at Best Buy, I'm looking at Best Buy in my mind's eye, and you start moving towards the door and the door opens because it senses you coming. Some of y'all looking for open doors and you're not moving towards the damn open door. You're sitting on your ass looking for an open door. Start moving toward the thing that you say that you desire and doors will begin to open. Favor will meet you where you are. But as long as you're sitting waiting on God praying, Guess what's going to happen? Not a damn thing. Even Drake said, I'm the type of person to pray and then go get what I just pray for. Let me tell y'all something. I know I'm biased when I talk about my daughter, my bestie, right? My daughter will have a desire for something. She moves into it. And guess what? It, it'll, it'll be done in a matter of a day or two. She, she desires it. She makes a decision. And then it's done. I have never seen a more decisive and determined person. She came in the world that way. And so what it looks to people is like, man, you're just so lucky or you're just so blessed. No, she's she desires, she decides, she's diligent enough to take the actions to get it, and then it's done. She ain't sitting around like, God, is this your will for me? Because you know what, God, if it's not my, if it's not your will, then guess what? We have an open line of communication. You can tell me no, or you can redirect me, or something in my spirit will come up and feel like I, I, this. This is just not right. And so I'm convinced that we don't have the discernment that we think that we have. It's just like my relationship with God, like my relationship with my daughter, for example. She knows me well enough to know. Something that would be like, uh-uh, my mom wouldn't go for this. She knows me well enough because we have an open dialogue and open communication in history, right? So my history with God, I, as a, when I was a child and I thought like a child and I needed to constantly check in with God, like, is this okay? But now I'm a whole grown woman. So I don't have to check in every other moment to be like, God, is this okay? God, is this okay? What do you think about this? I'm moving toward the thing that I desire, and I trust God that you who knows all things, if I'm moving in a direction that is dangerous, that is harmful, that is misaligned, then I will have the check in my spirit to say, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't it. And so that comes with not only trusting God, but it comes with trusting you. We make this so incredibly difficult, myself included. I have overcomplicated life so much in a way that wasn't even necessary. Uh, And a lot of it was because of my misconceptions about God and the will of God and the purpose of God and all of these other religious things that have my mind all twisted like a pretzel. Well, my mind is clear AF now, right? I open up some time and my mind is clear. So I'm moving towards the things that I desire. What is it that you desire that you are not pursuing? Either get after it or take it off your desire list and say that was just a dream, okay? What you desire is what you are pursuing. It's cause and effect. If you want the effect, then you put the cause in place. If you're looking for the effect and you're not putting the cause in place, guess what, Buttercup? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen, right? I can remember my former pastor saying God is supernatural, but he's not unnatural in many instances. So you're looking for something to happen that you've not you're not putting in the work for that you're not moving towards like it's it's not it's just really not rocket science so going back to what i said at the very beginning not your desires are also going to require risk from you and uncertainty discomfort where are you willing to get uncomfortable right a comfort zone man listen a comfort zone is almost the worst thing you could be a comfort zone is just like 
you know what? Just like comfort food. You know how you love comfort food and you know ain't none of them shit's good for you? It's the same thing as a comfort zone. A comfort zone is just going to quell your potential and have you stuck in mediocrity and accepting a level of life that is so far beneath what you could actually be. But you're comfortable, though. You're comfortable. You're comfortable and you're safe. You're comfortable and you're safe while you're being rocked to sleep in this comfort zone and you kind of living, not existing, not living, but existing. You're existing, right? Everything looks good on the outside, but there is nothing in you that is passionate, that is fiery, that is excited about anything in life, but you're comfortable. If that works for you, it works for me. But I'm saying for people who want something more, you got to be ready to risk it all. You got to be ready to just like undo some things, learn some new things, you know, let some things go make some new decisions. But here's the thing. The beauty of it is you only and always need just the next step. With whatever it is that you desire, what is the next step? Take that step and then ask yourself, what is the next step? Take that step. What is the next step? You'll be surprised at what consistent next steps taken over time do for you and your desires. This is all on you. God will meet you there, but God is not going to force you to do something just because you desire it and even He desires it for you. I love each and every one of y'all. And, um, you know, share this with someone that may, you know, seem to be stuck or complacent in life and invite them to do something different. Have a beautiful rest of your day.